Hello and welcome to Behind the Lashes with me, Joanna Lee. In this series, I'm going to be speaking to lash artists from around the globe. I want to know what makes them tick and also how they're surviving C19. Joining me now is a huge name in the lash game, founder of premium lash brand, lash salons, and a critically acclaimed eyelash extension training program. It's the extremely charismatic Hannah Pajato. Hannah, hi. Hi, Joanna. Thank you so much for such a lovely, lovely introduction. You are very welcome and thank you very much for making the time to speak to me today. I know you are incredibly busy, aren't you? Well, apparently, yes. And I feel now over the past few weeks, I was busier than ever. Um, yes, which is strange because most of the Lush community, they're at home um, relaxing or <laughs> being on social media. We're working a lot. It is funny, isn't it? Some people are really chilling and some people are just kind of going crazy busy just to stop themselves thinking about this serious situation. I'm, I'm definitely on the busy side at the moment. As you know, with this series, I like to go behind the lashes to find out a little bit more about the person behind the lash presence. So let's just go back to pre-lashes and taking you right back to childhood. Where did you grow up and what was your childhood like? Um, I grew up in Belarus. And for those who don't know where is Belarus, it's the country in Europe, in Eastern Europe, right next to Russia, Ukraine, Latvia, Lithuania, uh, and Poland. So uh, I, had a, I had a really nice childhood. I, uh, even though my, my dad, he is a really bad alcoholic, unfortunately. But um, so I had my lovely mommy um, mm. and my grandparents, and they were loving me loads. And I was very, I was the only child in the family and very much a spoiled kid. And I had a very nice childhood, I'd say. Oh, that's good. And what was school like for you? Were you a good student? Um, I would say that I was, mm, I was a good student, but not because I was behaving well. I was good because I think I was, it was easy for me to study. So I never really paid much attention to doing homework or anything. But somehow I've managed to pass all the exams with the good scores. You were a clever girl, but not necessarily a good one. Uh, no, no, that's the, probably the right description, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and how is life for you now? You are London-based. Are you married? Do you have children? Um, I used to be married, and this is how I came to England. Um, my husband, he, he was Lithuanian, Lithuanian guy I've met in Belarus, and we were dating for a couple of years um, remotely, and he was coming to see me in Belarus, and then he... Uh, proposed and um, we've got married and I moved to uh, England to live with him so unfortunately we've got divorced um, mm. but uh, and we do, I don't have any kids so right now I have a boyfriend lovely boyfriend we had our fourth um, anniversary yesterday I did see uh, that on Instagram Congra congratulations thank you so how did you come to, you came to London, you, follow, you followed a man, obviously, to London. Did you already have lash skills when you came to London? 
Um, well, I actually started in Bolton, right, in, in near Manchester. So this is where I came uh, from Belarus. And uh, in, in Belarus, I studied economics. So I uh, was working in bank, uh, doing like a consultancy work. I was telling people where to invest their money, a bit of a financial advising job. And when I came to England, I couldn't really speak English. So I was one of those kids who learned English at school, but completely forgot it. <laughs> and I couldn't even say a word. So um, because I couldn't speak English, the only job for me was to work at the factory um, where I didn't need to speak English. And this is how I started. But because uh, it was it was difficult for me. I've never, um, you know, I never came across to a manual work and I, it, it was difficult to work there and it was even more difficult um, to uh, to have like kind of my brain wasn't exercising well mm. enough right I was not speaking to anyone I was doing manual job and I was really bored and I was really upset and I was crying every single day in the morning before I was going to work and in the evening when I was coming back from work um, so I thought no that I can't I can't do it anymore it's it's too much I need to do something. So first thing for me in order to move something in this life was to learn English. And I looked at the training courses in the local college and there were a few ESOL English training courses, uh, which I was trying to apply to. But apparently in Bolton, there were so many foreigners. So those courses were full for the next three years. Three? Three years, yeah. So I couldn't do anything about, and I and I was okay, right? Uh, what what can I do? So instead of going to the um, English training, I thought I might go to the beauty training um, or any other training, right? But beauty was the most attractive one. Mm -hmm. um, and we went for an interview with my um, ex-husband when we were sitting in um, Bolton College and speaking to tutors and they were asking questions and um, he was pretty much replying for me and I was nodding. Like, <laughs> didn't understand the word, <laughs> but somehow they were, they just, they, they were fine. They enrolled me to the beauty training and this is how my beauty journey began. So this was the beginning of my beauty um yes beauty journey so did you do your, your whole sort of beauty diploma and specialize in lashes later yes i was doing the beauty therapy level two training um learning english on the go because it was great uh, it mm -hmm. was actually much better than any english training because i could speak to the english girls and pick it from them um and at the end of this level two beauty therapy course um, we learned, like we, we, I, I got myself enrolled to the eyelash course, and it was really interesting how I did even come, come came across this, this training. I could see one of our tutors; uh, she came to um, to work once, and I was looking at her, and she looked so beautiful. I'm just looking at her, and she is just looking so beautiful, but she doesn't have any makeup on. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting all day, and she was lecturing us. Uh, something about facials and I was watching her and thinking wow that's amazing how how on earth she looks so cool without nothing and I came up to her and I said Sue I'm really really sorry I know it sounds really weird but <laughs> you look so beautiful today 
what have you done <laughs> to yourself? I can't see anything. And she said, Hannah, it's eyelash extensions. And I was like, what? I've never heard about that before. So it was 10 years ago. And it was the first time when I thought, wow, you know, the woman looks so beautiful. And I can't even understand why. So it's the greatest trick to trick any mm. man. <laughs> well, the, the power of lashes. But my clients are all virtually having nervous breakdowns at the moment because they're saying to me, Joanna, my husband or my boyfriend has never seen me without eyelash extensions. What am I going to do? Absolutely. I know. It's crazy, isn't it? So, so many women, they... They feel so much better and so much prettier with their lashes on. So do you so think they're going to come back to us? hundred percent. hundred percent, of course. They'll be running. Yeah, I'm sure that they will. <laughs> you know, John, I think that's the, um, that really depends on the um, circumstance, personal circumstances mm. of the client. But I can tell now with all the government help, right, with furloughing system and help for self-employment people, I think think it gives us the good ground to believe that the clients will be fine financially and will be able to return to us so that, that's, that's good thinking i'm very pleased to hear your theory on that we'll just keep our fingers crossed so what is it that you love about lashes other than they have this powerful magic what do you like about the actual process of the treatment itself um you know when i was a little child i loved to do um, all the sort of craft things, knitting, um, crochet, is it called it crochet? Crocheting, yes. Crochet, um, cross knitting. So everything that involves um, manual work, I absolutely love. I love still love now doing puzzles. And I think that is very similar to this, the small motorical movements, very therapeutic, very calming. And the most important, after a certain period of time you're doing it, you see the beautiful results mm. and you make somebody very happy. Yes, it's twofold, isn't it? For the therapist, it's very mindful. And I find it, although, you know, if you've done a lot of hours in the day, it, it's tiring. It if you get the balance right, it's just so mindful. And obviously your client also has that transformative experience, which is makes them happy and makes the therapist happy. Absolutely. Absolutely. I 100% agree with you. So tell me how your big business has become so big. Um, well, first of all, I never planned it to become so big. It's all happened naturally. Um, because if somebody would tell me 10 years ago that I'm going to be running the 5 million turnover business, I would never, ever believe it. <laughs> um, I couldn't speak English at that time. <laughs> I mean, incredible, <laughs> incredible. Um, but I think, well, I'm quite a proactive person, naturally. I like working. I like having things complete and I like things to be done properly. And I think when um, I started teaching, obviously I, I was doing it well and I had a lot of positive feedback. And when I was designing my uh, training courses, I needed to have some kids. Um, and as I couldn't get any um, help from the existing lash suppliers, nobody really wanted to collaborate with me. I decided to create my own lash brand just for kids, just mm -hmm. for kids to start with. Um, and I've also 
took my time and did a good research and picked the products which I really, really liked. So I could put my um, finger on the table to be cut off if somebody doesn't like it. Um, <laughs> really believed in that product. So, and then later when my ex-boyfriend, he's, he, he, because, you know, when you when you start in your own lash brand, you're making the first order and you bring it all to your house. <laughs> you don't have a warehouse, <laughs> and all this lash stock is uh, going to be placed all over your house, all over the drawers in your living room. And this is what exactly what was happening to me. And my boyfriend was complaining. He said, "Hannah, can you please take all these lash lashes, uh, all the thousands of uh, lashes, into your salon?" But I was only renting the tiny beauty room at that mm-hmm. time. So I didn't have any space there. So I thought, okay, right. Uh, maybe I could put them on eBay and try to sell some of them out just to reduce the amount of stock. Yeah, so I've made an order. I've placed an order in um, at the Lash Factory. I've received the lashes. And because the minimum order was, I think it was 8,000. It's a decent amount of lashes you can buy for 8,000 US dollars. Um, so yeah, and I was trying, basically I've just put them on eBay, trying to see if they, I can get rid of them mm-hmm. and they started to sell. And then when they start selling, you quickly realize that, oh, actually, um, I've just made like 30 pounds doing really nothing. <laughs> they just sold. <laughs> <laughs> I think my mind very quickly shifted from um, I, I saw the opportunity into big opportunity into retail rather than into trainings or doing the treatment itself. So my mind shifted uh, in the click of a finger from uh, teaching and lashing to retail. So you saw the opportunity and you went for it. Do you think that your background in economics came into action here? Um, no. No. I don't think so. No, because it doesn't take, you don't need to be um, financially educated to place an order for lashes and brand, brand it, put your logo on the boxes and do a testing. No, you need to be a good lash technician. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. And you probably need to be, um, I mean, if, you, if you've got some sort of ability to build, um, you know, to, to create those listings on eBay and Amazon, if you can build your own website, um, because it's fairly easy right now, mm-hmm. all this website, they are some sort of constructors. You could just build it. It's press this to do that, press this to do that. It's, mm-hmm. it's fairly easy. So if you can do it yourself, it's, it's I suppose. Great. I suppose maybe the hardest thing is finding the right supplier to get the products that you actually love. And I have heard um, lash artists who have been bringing out their own brand of lashes saying how hard it is to communicate and get the lashes from the right supplier and what hard work it is and and not always plain sailing. Did you find it was a long process? Uh, yes, yes, it was a long process. I, I was lucky. I started with the good supply to start with. Um, I've done a lot of uh, sampling and I, a lot of tasting. And I actually went with one of the most famous um, eyelash suppliers on the market. Um, later, we've changed them. Um, and uh, we've uh, basically, like right now, I, I look at all this eyelash a supply game from the different angle. For me now, it's not about who to buy from. 
it's about who is it working on the production line, right? Because any big uh, famous eyelash supplier could have, uh, say, 200 people working at the factory. And uh, they might uh, recruit the new 20 people to work on your um, mm. next order. And those new 20 people, they are not uh, very well skilled in creating the good product. So, uh, and you might end up with uh, inconsistency. You might receive the good product for a few months and then after the next order is coming and it's faulty. So right now we are looking at it from a different perspective. Now we are making sure that in each factory, which is manufacturing the eyelashes for us, and we've got a few, We've got a very strict quality control and making sure that people who are working for us on the line are only working for us. And we pretty much know all these workers. So this is how we are doing it right now. So it's not about the factory. It's about the individuals who are doing your life. Wow. I've never thought of it that way. How interesting. Everyone, I think, in the lash world knows who you are. Do you think there is anything left to do in in the lash world? You are a judge, you are a speaker, you are a lash artist, you are a trainer, you have won awards. What's next? Um, I think, well, it's, a, it's still a lot of unlocked opportunities on the market for us because we um, so many countries in the world they don't uh, sell London Lash just yet right so our ultimate goal is to introduce the product uh, to each country on this planet um, and also um, create the strong training teams in each country because I believe that eyelash product needs to be sold along with the knowledge because without the knowledge it's really tricky to use you can get a good product but if you don't know how to use it you might be struggling especially when it comes to glues mm, absolutely so how many glues do you have now i think we have about five and they're all different and they're all for different types of eyelash technicians for different levels of experience and they all have a different quality some of them are more liquidy some of them are more creamy so everyone can find the glue which is perfect for them you're very good at sort of straddling all the diverse needs um that's in terms of your glues but your lashes too you saw that there was a need for really beautiful chocolate brown lashes and i've really been enjoying using those but you've you've you're changing that at the moment you seem to be sell that's you're selling down on that product what's going on with those um if that is a technical issue apparently uh, the fiber manufacturer uh, cannot technically reproduce exactly the same color mm. of the fiber so it's nothing to do with the lash factory it's something to do with the fiber factory it's right link in the chain so right now we're trying to get down to this problem and we're speaking to the eyelash uh, to the fiber manufacturers trying to understand how they can maintain the consistency in colors but they said to us at the moment that it's always going to be a um it's you you they say that you can't get the same color all the time which my question is why because mm -hmm. if you're using the exactly the same doing exactly the same procedure all the time exactly the same quantity of the you know color 
uh, you add into mm-hmm. the process, it should be exactly the same. So right now we are communicating with them, just trying to um, understand how they can solve this problem. But because unfortunately, eyelash um, fiber is not the biggest priority for those factories. Apparently, they're working a lot selling makeup brushes. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're making fiber for makeup brushes and they're selling tons of these uh, fibers to, uh, the, to the factories from all over the world. Uh, eyelash community and eyelash business is a, such a tiny part of their mm-hmm. business. So not, they're not very keen to work closely with us on solving this problem. So yeah, that's a next challenge of how to bring the consistency in this. Well, fingers crossed that you sort that out. I think I did buy up the rest of your remaining stock just in case I couldn't get them anymore. <laughs> That's good. So I, think, I think we've got the product again, and I think it's pretty, very, very close okay. to the original color, which is good. That's good to know. Not that I've got any clients at the moment to put them on, so the panic is over for now. Um, you seem very caring, and this extends right across your brand. I just talked about ordering from you. I love the little notes that I get when I receive London Lash products. Is this a very important part of of your business and and you, I suppose? Um, well, I like I I would like to think of myself of, as a nice person. <laughs> I like to care about people, and I um, want to make sure that this is. Just, stream of cariness is going through the whole business starting from packaging finishing by um, customer service reply and i'm always trying to deliver that message to all my staff that we are not just doing the job we are actually trying to solve people's problem we are actually trying to put smiles on their face we are not answering emails when somebody is asking us questions we are not answering for the sake of answering we are trying to understand what's the nature of the problem and we're trying to help and maybe suggest this person maybe different ways of application maybe some different product maybe send them something for free so they can try it and they can discover the new ways of working so i'm really trying to do our best because i believe in this uh, (laughs) you know synchronized uh, help and uh, wellness and goodness in the world and if we are being kind to each other you know it just makes world better isn't it (laughs) Uh, absolutely and you've even thought about something for the lashless in this situation with coronavirus and i am excited because i have ordered some today your hannah lashes it'll be nice to hear your feedback i can't (laughs) wait to try them i'm so excited so just um, tell the listeners that aren't aware of these what they are well, we've um, developed this problem, product recently and we've always, well, we've, apparently because our Instagram is very popular online, um, we always have questions from non-lash technicians about eyelashes. They say, oh, can I put this eyelashes on myself? And we, we would always have these this questions and we thought, okay, it's really cool actually to, to solve this uh, problem. And um, one of our manufacturers, uh, eyelash manufacturers they've suggested us this product they say that look we've got something which is um might be interesting for you and uh, they've suggested this kind of hana lashes they look exactly like volume lashes and we've worked with them uh, for a bit just to change them to make them look even um, more eyelash extensions alike um, they're very easy to apply 
they're like pretty much a, they're, they're clusters effectively, but mm-hmm. clusters with very wide base. Mm-hmm. So you only need five pieces to create a full set of eyelashes on one eye. Well, once you practice enough, mm-hmm. it takes take minutes. Um, it's it's quick. It's easy. Uh, it looks the same as eyelash extensions, and I think it's a great alternative for those uh, clients who are staying at home and for lash technicians because mm. they never have time for the lashes and they also want to look beautiful. Exactly. And also great if uh, one of your poor clients does develop a sensitivity and can't have lashes anymore. So. 100%. Absolutely. The only thing is at the moment, because we are selling this box, which is quite big. So we've got, right, I think we've got about 12 times 5, 60, 60 pieces of lashes in one piece uh, in one box it is quite pricey i would say so right now what we are working now with the team we're uh, making the box smaller mm-hmm. right so uh, people could try a smaller box of lashes applied and then we're going to sell individual boxes with individual sizes so oh. you can get those that you need right you brilliant so well, that's i bought good. two boxes just in case <laughs> Thank you, Joanna, for supporting us. We You're welcome. Right now, so it's so nice. <laughs> Thank you. So obviously, the immediate world and life of all of us has been changed by the outbreak of coronavirus, and there are a lot of scared lash artists out there, quite depressed community with no money coming in. What would you say to them in terms of how they should survive this lockdown? Right. Okay. So, um, luckily, uh, we live in England, right? So, for British um, eyelash artists, I will say, look, um, go on the government websites and uh, look for the all available help there. It's quite a lot of things that can can help eyelash technicians. Uh, For example, first one, um, government offers the grants for the uh, all the retail shops, including the beauty salon. We've just yesterday received the grant for our salon. So the money uh, came to our account already. Wow. So that, uh, please contact your council. Uh, they, they probably not going to do it all at the, all councils at the same time, but that's something which is actually already taking place. And I'm, I'm an evidence that it, it's it's happening um second thing is that um you can uh, also um wait for this i mean again it's not clear right at the moment there's self help for self-employment but that's definitely something to look uh, to look forward to um have a look at your income last year because i think they're going to take the average income please john correct Uh me if i'm wrong for three years, I think. For three years. So, yeah. So that's something maybe will give you a little, uh, if you contact your accountant, you can give a little understanding of what kind of sort of money will be coming to your account uh, once this program is um, clarified. And I think also there's maybe universal, is it universal credit as well? So that's, yeah. I think, 92 pounds a week but I think there's a restriction there if you have any savings but there are things out there I'm yet to explore them but thank you for that that's very practical advice in terms of keeping their lash skills honed and keeping their clients kind of on board on the back burner what would you recommend to them 
Um, well, first of all, practice at home because it's so easy to forget the skill um, of funny, especially. Mm. Uh, just imagine uh, once you've going to once you're going to get open from the lockdown, you're going to be fully booked back to back from the morning till night and probably a lot of clients will be asking you for a full set of volumes so it's important to not let them down to to not um make them wait uh, so if you can practice your funding that's the best thing to do at the moment um loads of because so many lash technicians and so many lash brands they are um basically they have nothing else to do but uh, delivering the online trainings a lot of them are free we're yeah. working on a big package of free online trainings at the moment. So stay tuned and uh, listen to everything and read everything possible. And it's a, such a wonderful time to increase your expertise and uh, make yourself a better lash technician. Isn't it? And think about all of those pro fans that you can have just ready and waiting so that when you are booked back to back, you can just bash out those lovely crystallized fans. Absolutely. <laughs> that's a good idea. I never thought about it, but that's good. You can make the fun and have them ready, have your own pre-mates. Exactly. So are you worried for your business? Um, I was before, um, but I'm, I'm not anymore. Um, I think now, uh, you know, first f- f- couple of weeks ago, I think I've uh, experienced the panic sooner than other people because mm-hmm. we have distributors from other countries and the distributors they were reaching out to me and saying Hannah look what's going to happen in a week in the two weeks your sales will stop completely you need to think what you're going to do with your staff you need to think what what's what's happening and I've spoken to the guys from Inlay company uh, from uh, Lash Villa Inlay from uh, Italy and they uh, they're in Italy, they're in Bergamo, which is the epicenter of the, of the problem. And, and yeah, they, they've told me a lot of things. So I've kind of got ready for everything sooner. And this is where, when I had a panic because I, I knew that it's coming, but it's not there. Everyone is relaxed in the company. Everyone is walking around smiling. And Hannah was having heart attacks. <laughs> oh, bless you. <laughs> um, yeah. What is worrying me in this situation that um, I've got a lot of staff, we've got 50 people working mm-hmm. and I'm not the kind of person who will easily with the, easily let people go. I don't want to let people go. I don't like it. I don't want to make anyone redundant. I don't want to, it, it just break in my heart. I want to help them. And uh, so we when we were doing the first lay- layoff, we've, basically what we've done, we've laid off all the staff um, and thanks God, now we can furlough them, right? So government will be paying 80% of the wages, which yes. is great. But when we were laying off, we didn't have this furloughing um, program announced. So my heart was bleeding and it was horrible when I needed to, to talk to them. People were crying and taking it really emotional. A lot of them, they have families, they have kids. Uh, but I understand that, you know, if I don't have sales coming through, I don't have work for them. And also, my company will not survive for long if I'll be paying um, 85,000 pounds a month in wages. Uh, it's The game will be over very, mm-hmm. very us. So I need to do something. How long do you think that that um, government help will 
extend for? Do you have any idea of how long they will pay those 80% wages for? Well, I believe they're going to pay it for at least, you know, the time for the time when the, we are being in the lockdown, mm. right? I'm not sure how they're going to be, because I think different industries will be coming out of the lockdown at the different times. Right. So I don't know what kind of adjustments will they make to the system. Perhaps those industries who are affected the most will be supported for longer. So that's my hope. I mean, as lash artists, we're, you know, you're so up close and personal. There's no room for any kind of social distancing. Obviously, you're dealing with the eyes and the virus can be transmitted very happily through the eyes. Um, so even a mask isn't really going to help you. Um, you'd need to be wearing goggles. So hopefully our industry, well, we might be prevented from working a little bit longer than some, would you say? um see we'll see you know it's hard to judge um at the moment and you know will they consider that when they're opening the lockdown or will they just um, will they just say uh, uh, beauty salons in general yeah that's another question yeah Uh, there's so much unknown isn't there it's so that's that is what i think is making a lot of us fearful and it's the unknown isn't it and I think that's just human nature it and I suppose only time and how things develop will gradually hopefully make everyone feel a little more secure absolutely John I agree with you Mm -hmm. so emotionally how is it affecting you how is life at home during this lockdown are you as cheerful as you always Mm -hmm. appear to be has it affected you you talked about the panic initially but now how are you feeling well, first of all, I think now we've got a clear picture in terms of our finance. Uh, we've got a clear forecast. We've um, looked through all our expenses. We've reduced everything we could possibly reduce. We know, we understand that we are going to survive with our current expenditure for X amount of months. Then we know that we can also apply for the mortgage uh, business, inter- uh, sorry, for the loan, business interruption uh, loan. Uh, so we're speaking to Barclays at, right now about it. So uh, hopefully we can apply for that. If we need uh, to survive for another few months, that is going to be our caution. So I know that for now, my business with the existing team of 10 people can survive for about nine months um, with this loan. So it gives me the peace of mind. And I know that for this next nine months, we just can concentrate on our work, on creation of good quality content, filming online training courses, uh, refurbishing, tidying the company up because there's so much things that needed to be done on the financial side on the um, strategy side on everything so i'll just say okay right it's very unlikely that quarantine will last long for longer than nine months um i believe it's going to be maximum for three months okay so um, i have this peace of mind um, that will be fine so are you finding that you've got a bit more time on your hands or not really uh, no, because the team shrinked, and it, as you notice, the social media now is going absolutely crazy. <laughs> the amount of messages I'm I'm getting every day is like <laughs> probably three <laughs> from before the quarantine. 
Um, so we're working really hard trying to bounce all the messages. A lot of people, they asking for collaboration. A lot of trainers, uh, they're asking if we can, they can help us with anything. And again, it's involved all this communication process, which is, as you know now, it's a very time consuming, isn't it? Process? It certainly is. And do you think this whole experience is going to change the way that you approach life in the future once we're through this quagmire? Yes. Yes, we already were thinking about this with my team and we thought that we can cut so many unnecessarily expenses to start with. We realized, oh, we actually don't need that and don't need this. Um, we will Like really, what? What don't you need? Um, you know, like some apps, uh, like a lot of like IT things that we don't use, for example. And we've just really gone through all the list of the expenses we're using and different, you know, how do you call it like uh, services like we're getting like some consultancy services mm -hmm. really really don't use them as much but they're sucking a lot of money out out um, our budget so uh, we just thought well you know what that could be cut that could be cut and I think our business will be much fresher in terms yeah. of um, finances later and another thing is that we um you know, I think when we're going to start building the company back, we, we are starting from scratch, effectively, again. And when we're going to get the team members back, we can allocate them to completely different departments. We can form different departments. We can make the company look the way we want. Because once it's established, it's hard to change it. But now we have a chance to start building it effectively again and do it the way we want. So I feel that it's going to really make us so much better. It's so much stronger. So yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking forward and very excited about the future. I, I can see how excited you are. The viewers, unfortunately, can't see your face, but I can see <laughs> the genuine excitement on your face. And it's an opportunity, isn't it, to streamline and to, to make what you had even better. Yes. And you know, another thing for many businesses, when you come into this uh, quarantine, you, um, what made me think is what, why our company is better than others? Where is the value and how we can add more value, how we can add? And in our case, it's uh, expertise, um, it's a quality of the product. So it made me think, how can I do more of that? How can I become stronger as the brand? So yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a completely refreshed brain in my case. If you had to say um, what your mantra is, what would it be? What is mantra, Joanna? <laughs> mantra <laughs> is the kind of phrase I, this might be the wrong definition, but it's kind of the, the sort of phrase that you sort of live and die, live and die by. I think that one of my favorite uh, sayings is, well, I, I actually have two. Can I Let's say Let's hear two? them. <laughs> so one of the first one is, um, I think I, I might say it wrong. Please correct me how you say it mm -hmm. correctly in English language. You aim for the uh, aim for the moon, yeah, but if you reach the stars, or aim for the stars, but if you reach the moon, how do you say it? Well, I'm not quite sure which one is further away. <laughs> I think the yeah. stars are further away. Or the moon. So oh. Aim for the stars, but if you reach the moon, or opposite, right? So, yeah. uh, so I'm always trying to run forward um, the big with using my big steps and if I never don't reach the destination doesn't matter because I'm still running faster than other people <laughs> <laughs>
um, so that's uh, that's one thing. And the second thing, which I think is completely changed my um, mind as a business person, I've heard it. Somebody said somebody very successful said that thing, and they said you can't run a successful bakery and be baker there at the same time. Hmm. So if you want to run a successful business salon and you're spending all your days doing eyelashes there, more likely that your salon will not be as successful as you want. You might be a successful self-employed lash technician. That's right. But if you're thinking about uh, building the team, potentially in the future selling franchises, scale up, you can't just be hands-on eyelash technician. Uh, you need to concentrate on the strategy. You need to concentrate on your leadership skills, on your marketing skills, and you're just shifting your attention to what's needed for the business, not for a particular client. So you are all about team building as well. And your team is, well, obviously it's a little bit smaller currently, but I've heard you speak at conferences and you're all about um, your team and motivating your staff. And just just quickly for for salon owners looking forward to reopening what would you say is your magic in that department well i think it's a, a, a ability to create a vision i'm a dreamer you know and i know i like I, I like to dream about my business and i like to trying to understand how do i want to see my business in two years and three years and five years and I would design this model in my head and I would introduce this model to all the members of the team and trying to deliver to them the, their part in this, in this route from now to then and tell them what are their potential career opportunities, what are the potentially uh, the financial opportunities. Well, maybe we could suggest and discuss with them the new qualifications they could get. So they're as excited as myself to, to, to go, you know, along with me um, into achievement of these big goals. Um, so I think that's, that's important to understand where do you want to go and communicate it well to your staff and get them excited and engaged. So Hannah, what three things have you done today or yesterday that you can pat yourself on the back for? Um, I think the first thing, and the, I don't like kind of talking about this too much, but anyway, I'll, I'll tell you, Joanna, we've, um, uh, despite of the quite difficult financial situation, we've allocated £3,000 to uh, donate to different um, organizations uh, to help with um, um, disruption caused the COVID-19 um, and we are going to and we're going to make a post on the social media and say thank you to all our listeners on London Lash oh Instagram that's wonderful because without without our customers that's that wouldn't be possible uh, no way that wouldn't be possible uh, so that's uh, something to do with the business um, on the personal uh, level I've uh, I've learned how to cook uh, cookies bake cookies <laughs> so that was my first ever baking experience yesterday. Um, and that was really good. I managed to, uh, to bake beautiful cookies. It took me half an hour. Have really you eaten good. them all yet? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jolly good. Yes. Um, and the last thing, in the three things, I've uh, started to read um, the very interesting book. So hopefully by the time when we speak to you again, I'm, I'm going to tell you more. And it's called From Good to Great. 
uh, it's a very famous book and I've started very excited to read it. It's, uh, it's really interesting. It's about the companies who've made a move from being good to being great. And I think that's something that it's quite a good probably to read during the lockdown because that's all what we all want, isn't it? Well, hopefully you will pick up some more tips from that. I would say that you are already great, Hannah. So maybe from great to super great will be the book that you will write. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. I'll speak to you in two weeks time to see how you're doing. Thank you so much. It was lovely talking to you today and I'm looking forward to speak to you in a couple of weeks.